0: How do
1: you do you talk ta- who are you talking to
0: <laughs> I'm talking to everybody oh
1: oh okay but
0: also you how are you
1: oh I'm I'm fine
0: oh did you blushed a little bit <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did not <laughs> but I like the idea that I did oh oh
0: me oh. <laughs>
1: a little like anime red rosy cheeks <laughs>
0: She's looking at me. He looked at me. (laughs) Have we? I don't think we told that story on here. I feel like
1: we might have told the he looked at me story, but.
0: Can't remember. That's the problem with having done this for as long as we have.
1: For however many. Oh, gosh. I don't know how many episodes, Uh, but it's many.
0: 42. I think this is the 42nd episode. (sighs) Or the second 40th episode because I copied and pasted. My heading title from the mm. last episode that I did the quiz, oh. so it said episode forty twice.
1: Could be the four twentieth episode. <laughs> blaze it! Nope. No, absolutely oh,
0: stop blazing it. Okay. Illegal to Illegal. blaze it. <laughs> go, go to jail. <laughs> go to jail for blazing it. So, um, oh, the the story is that yeah. we were at a park. With our friend, yeah, we Joe. W- we
1: were at uh, the uh, the uh, Landerman's Mm-mm. Mill in Youngstown, yeah, scenic old mill.
0: We took the tour, yeah, which we did. I hadn't done since I was a kid, and it was really cool.
1: It was really cool, actually. Um, something you know, like I guess I don't know if it's that I'm getting old or what, but like a tour of an old scenic mill is pretty rad right now.
0: I appreciate that stuff a lot more now that I'm older. Like those field trips are lost on children. They, they totally I- are. Vote for adult field trips where someone comes into your work and they're like, excuse Christy for the day. We're going on a field trip. Yeah. Her parents signed off on it. We're taking her out of here. And you take me to Lanerman's Mill.
1: Yep. And I have a
0: great time. Yeah, right. And also, we stop at Burger King on the way back and I get a Whopper Junior.
1: All right. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a pretty good field trip.
0: It does. It's like how every field trip ended in middle school. Because the Burger King was across from
1: the middle school. Is that for real? It always ended at Burger King? I thought you just kind of added that. That sounded great. Oh,
0: no, no. That was real. (laughs) That happened. No kidding. Uh, One time I was almost left there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stranded at Burger King. Yeah,
0: that's what happens when you got to go to the bathroom.
1: I guess. Do they just not count properly or well I guess Actually
0: you, maybe it was McDonald's, but
1: you said you almost got abandoned there. So two. clearly they Um I had it to out. chase after the bus. No.
0: So someone else is with me though. We both were almost <laughs> abandoned. Oh my god. Yeah. She was a really bad teacher who clearly <laughs> didn't know how to do a head count.
1: <laughs> she was like a really bad teacher. Yeah.
0: Also, I think she kind of didn't like me. <laughs> that's okay i didn't like her either
1: those school trips were wasted on all of us because i feel like they took us to some pretty pretty cool places and i i i just i didn't ever pay any real attention i know you know it was just like screwing around right making jokes and not paying attention or like being walked through like like the austin town log cabin Mm -hmm. that we have here
0: yeah which was involved was Was that involved with the, um...
1: No, I know what you're thinking of. Yeah. The Strock Stonehouse was involved with the Underground Railroad. That's the one I'm
0: thinking of. That's cool. Pretty rad. We should go to that.
1: Yeah, I would love to go there again.
0: Let's let's go on field trips together. (laughs)
1: Grown-up field trips. Grown-up field trips. Gosh. That would
0: be a great blog.
1: It's almost like we'd be going off on, like, a goose chase.
0: Yeah, let's make it a (laughs) goose chase segment. We'll (laughs) occasionally go on one, and then we'll... Yeah. We'll report back.
1: Grown-up field trip goose chase. Yeah. Yeah. But the Strzok Stone house is cool in its own right. The Town log cabin is just like someone. It was just like a, an early cabin. Yeah. But the thing about it is, like, it's old and cool, and, like, mm-hmm. they walk you wordlessly through as a child, and you just kind of look around and go, yeah, whatever. It's an it's old a house. It's house. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. It's an old house. Why do I care?
0: Yeah. As a kid, I would have much preferred they took me to Mill Creek Park and put me on a paddle boat and let me...
1: Yeah, let me paddle around and maybe fall out when no one's looking.
0: Uh, I mean, you wear a vest. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Still probably not good to fall in that water.
1: In what, like in Lake Glacier? Yeah. It's, I don't know, you know, I don't know how dirty it is.
0: Well... Just recently, in the past year, they had shut it down for a while because of the fecal matter. (laughs) (laughs) And they reopened it. They're like, it's fine. And I'm like, I don't think it's fine. I think you need the revenue. (laughs) Lake
1: Glacier shut down due to overwhelming feces. (laughs) That's a Youngstown story in a nutshell.
0: <clears throat> zombie raccoons
1: mm-hmm, the zombie raccoons i was listening to harmontown i think i told you i just <laughs> started listening to harmontown yeah they made reference to the guy who agreed to meet what turned out to be an undercover cop soliciting him for sex with chicken alfredo and sprite you remember it, that story yeah
0: was that local
1: that was austintown a guy came from like he like agreed to come to Austin Town to be uh, what he thought was going to be a 15-year-old boy. That's
0: right. I remember seeing this story. I didn't catch the part that it was actually local.
1: Yeah, Austin Town. Uh, and and he was coming from like Mentor or uh, not Mentor. Um uh what what is it up? Uh, Ashtabula, something like that. Oh, okay. And agreed to bring chicken alfredo. This is the funniest combination. Chicken alfredo, Lubricant, and Sprite. Yeah, sounds about right. Don't get me wrong. Someone agrees to come to my house with those things, that's a good time.
0: Okay, I'm just going to say, as someone who's lactose intolerant, the idea of that combination sounds horrid to it's me
1: like setting up a very unsexy beginning to what will clearly be like an i'm sorry but evening. if you
0: if you feed me chicken alfredo yeah. and spray and, yeah. and expect to use that lube it's not gonna happen <laughs> if you, if you pack
1: heavy cream into my body <laughs> there is no sex happening
0: yeah then <laughs> nope and you won't want to. You'll, <laughs> you'll be like, ah, oh, that this is a terrible choice that yeah, I've made.
1: <laughs> this is bad for both parties. Evening over. Um, so I, yeah, they mentioned that on Harmon Town and I thought that was really funny.
0: Oh yeah. I keep getting sidetracked from the story that I was <clears throat> telling, but we yeah. were at the um
1: We were at the, the Lanerman's Mill. <clears throat>
0: Lannerman's Mill. Classic with mill. Joe. And uh there was someone jogging with their dog and I wanted to say hi and ask if I could pet the dog, but they were busy. They were going on their, their exercise, you know? Yeah. So I didn't say anything to them, but then as they were passing me, the dog turned around and made eye contact with me and I was very excited. So I like ran over to where you and Joe were and I was like, he looked at me. Yeah, a, that dog looked that at dog me. That dog looked at me. Oh, I accidentally beckoned our dog. Yeah.
1: I laughed. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Because your enthusiasm just for the fact that it looked at you was intense.
0: Well, I thought he didn't notice me and then he noticed me. <laughs> he looked at me. That dog looked at me. That dog looked at me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty that was pretty adorable.
0: If you were wondering. I might like dogs mm-hmm. <clears throat> a little bit too much. Oh, no. I just, I just poked ours in the eyeball. Just,
1: what are you doing?
0: <laughs> well, I had my hand out, and he shoved his eyeball onto my finger. It's I not think, entirely my fault. On, I think that's
1: on him. <laughs> I, I blame him for that. He
0: doesn't seem to be in any pain. Right. Um, so I got a delivery today. Oh, really? <laughs> it was a delivery of 200 rubber ducks. <laughs> You bought it. I bought 200 (laughs) rubber ducks. But
1: it's better than that, isn't it? Because they're not just rubber ducks, are they?
0: No, they are um, like character rubber ducks. There's all different kinds of them. Um, I specifically bought like different orders of them to get as many weird rubber ducks as I could. The reason for this is not some weird new
1: bath obsession the or? Yeah, obsession
0: of mine but <laughs> i'm gonna be doing so uh july 14th
1: mm-hmm.
0: is our next home bout for roller derby mm-hmm. and it's our charity bout
1: the little steel roller derby organization
0: <clears throat> the little steel derby girls <laughs> thank little, you very
1: much s- little steel derby derby
0: yes exactly okay. so um lsdd
1: That doesn't sound right
0: (laughs) Uh, We So all of the proceeds Go to charity So your $10 or $5 If it's a child at the door Goes to charity um, Everything And we're also accepting donations For uh, an animal shelter And it's through uh, The Boom Boom Mancini Foundation. Yeah, Ray
1: Mancini's foundation.
0: Yeah, so that's really cool. That's pretty cool. Um, and I'm
1: not sure how the ducks tie into all this.
0: Getting there. Um, we went to another bout. Uh, Jen and I, our friend Jen, mm-hmm. who's been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went together to go see my team play in Jamestown, New York. And that team, the Warren Wrecking Dolls, who, if you're in the area, please go see them. They're so good. They take it so seriously. They're a rec league, but they are great players, yeah. and they take it super seriously. Their merch game is like amazing yeah, i looked around at everything they were doing and i was like i'm stealing that idea i'm stealing that <laughs> idea i'm stealing that and I'm idea i'm stealing
1: all these ducks <laughs>
0: and all these ducks <laughs> because they did a duck toss it was their charity bout
1: mm-hmm.
0: and basically what happens is all the ducks have a number written on the bottom and you have a numbered list you sell a duck for a buck a piece Mm -hmm. And the person looks at the number on the bottom, signs their name next to that spot on the list. And then during halftime, you toss the ducks at two targets
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, in the center of the rink. And whoever gets closest wins a prize and all the proceeds goes to the charity. Okay. It was a lot of fun. I bought five ducks, some for Jen, some for me. Yeah. And I... Did not get anywhere close (laughs) to the target because I have no aim. There's a reason I'm not playing softball. All right. Um, But it was a lot of fun. And we really want to work on, like, audience engagement and Mm -hmm. getting them, like, I don't know, just more invested yeah. And have like really fun things happening during halftime. And I, I think this is a good one. So that's why I got 200 rubber duckies delivered to my door yeah. today.
1: Did you also get the ones with the gnome uh, hats? Because I know you wanted the ones with the gnome hats too.
0: Uh, They're not, they don't just have gnome hats. They are full on gnome duckies. They <laughs> okay. have the beards <laughs> right. and everything. Uh, I did get those. I didn't receive them yet. Okay. But I had an idea that I think, my mom might have suggested it, actually. So thanks, Mommy. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to sell those for $2 instead of $1. And if you win on the prize or win on the target with one of those, you get a special prize.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know what it would be yet.
0: Because, like, I'm Lana Gnome. I'm hosting the game and I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah,
1: Lana Gnome's duck (laughs) toss, And if you pitch in for a little extra gnome action, you get a little extra gnome prize. Right. That makes perfect sense. Right? Yeah. I liked it. Put Um, those
0: gnome ducks to good use.
1: I have a little quick sort of like what happened to me this week. Yeah. My credit card number was stolen.
0: That's right. That sucks. Yeah.
1: I was super unhappy to find that. Uh that was like how what uh was it Sunday or uh I can't remember it was on the weekend. Saturday
0: though. or Sunday. Yeah.
1: It's uh I, I got a uh, I set myself up to get like text alerts whenever my card gets used. Which mm-hmm. for me was just because I got involved in this annoying magazine scam. Where I was billed like, you know, 70 bucks a month for what I what turned out to be like years. Yeah. Getting magazines I really didn't want. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting all those charges reversed, which was great. But then I also wanted to get updates every time my card got billed. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and found a uh, sort of like a text receipt for a 300 and some dollar charge at Adonis Financial,
0: mm-hmm. which I had
1: never heard of. And they were actually they, they they found it to be suspicious because they asked me to confirm it. Yeah. So after some fishing around to find out that this was in fact a real text from the Discover Card people, uh, I called in and found out that Adonis Financial is like the like financing arm of a car dealership mm-hmm. in Arlington, Texas, where I am not.
2: <clears throat> right.
1: Um. And with a little bit of conversation with the person on the phone, was he able to get you know the card canceled. And a new card issued, and it actually just—they just blocked came. the charge, right? They blocked the charge. They canceled the card. They sent me a new one. All over the course of like four days.
0: Wait, did you say you got it?
1: I got it. Aww. It's already back.
0: I'm so excited because we were concerned right. because of your upcoming trip, and if something happened, you wouldn't have the extra right security of having your credit card just in case, yeah. which was really the part i was most nervous about. Yeah, right.
1: I mean, it helps to have a little extra sort of wiggle room there. So well,
0: you ne- you never know mm-hmm. like stuff comes up and mm-hmm. it's it's good to be able to use it if you have to. Right. You hope not to, but yeah. I plan for contingencies.
1: So while it's annoying to have your card numbers stolen and you know Processed by some stranger. I was lucky in this situation. And it was like relatively painless.
0: Yeah, and also like good on credit card companies for like having algorithms and shit that catch suspicious charges.
1: I'm not even sure how they were so sure that it wouldn't be me because I'm fairly certain I legitimately used that card in Texas about a year ago.
0: Yeah, but you probably used that card in Texas for things that a tourist in Texas would use a card on. Yeah, good point. Like... Like small purchases, food, fuel, Yeah. not like a person from the other side of the country going to Texas and buying a car. Yeah,
1: right. That would be suspicious, especially because like there's no other charges on there related to any travel or anything like that. They're like, okay, we can't even establish legitimately why I would, you know, be there, let alone trying to buy or put a down payment on a car or something like that. So, yeah. Anyway, turned out to be relatively painless. Thanks, Discover. I still hate you, but I hate you less. <laughs> a like, lot less. Just
0: hate them because they're a credit card company. And yep. My credit card company is awful, and as soon as it's paid off, I'm mm-hmm. quitting them.
1: Honestly, Discover, okay, all of my problems with them are exclusively my fault. They just gave me rope to hang myself with. Yeah. That's kind of their fault, but kind of mine, too.
0: It's the system's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... We get wrapped up in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, my my company has just been, like, really mean to me on the phone every time I've ever had to do anything.
1: You know, even, <laughs> even like, Discover isn't even mean when I'm, like, overdue. And I have been before, like, <laughs> like oh, shoot, I didn't pay my bill this month. Th-
0: that's the other thing with my company is they frequently, like, start calling me mm-hmm. and telling me that shit is overdue when it's, like... Not even due yet.
2: Oh, really? Or
0: we already sent the freaking payment and they cashed it. Oh, And it's like, this happens all the time. And I freak out because, admittedly, my mom helps me with that bill. And she's like religious about paying it. So whenever I get a call from them, I'm like, did something happen? Is everything okay? Did it get lost in the mail? Like, I start freaking out. Yeah. And then it's always like, no, I paid it. And then she calls and checks, and they're like, "Oh no, you paid it. We cashed it. So why are you calling me, <laughs> assholes, and freaking me out?"
1: <laughs> uh, Discover doesn't do that. I gotta give him. I gotta give him credit. I don't know if it's just my experience or not, but it's like I can't be mad at him for complaining and calling and, and harassing me if I don't pay my bill, right? But other than that, they don't bother me. That's good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mine uh, harasses me <coughs> for paying my bill. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Hi, we're just calling to tell you that you paid your bill and we want more money. <laughs> just calling again and again and again. That's how it works. You know what I think it's time for? Um, Maybe a little little
0: educational segment.
1: I was going to say an egg salad sandwich and a nice jog, but Okay. <laughs> That sounds like a horrible combination. I mean, it sounds weird, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, to each his own.
0: And a nice jug.
1: <laughs> I think it's time for that game, that classic game. That's taking the internet by storm.
0: Oh, yes, by storm. Mm-hmm. You're about
1: it everywhere you go. Uh huh. You can't even walk into a corner shop to buy a newspaper without someone talking about it.
0: You can't walk down the street without hearing someone hum the jingle.
1: You can't stop at a shoe shine booth and get a nice polish without hearing someone whispering about it.
0: <laughs> I can't. I'm done.
1: You can't even <laughs> drop down and have a seat next to the local Nickelodeon and listen to the, the birds tweet <laughs> without somebody just screaming about it.
0: I I think we're going further into the past as we do
1: You can't even sit down by the fire and eat some mastodon meat without hearing someone grunt about it.
0: (laughs) Oh, I would happily have you do that forever. I could. I know you could.
1: You can't even swim around in the primordial soup without hearing someone squiggle about it.
0: Squiggle about it. All right, let's get this yes, going. For the record, it's Trues and flues.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> I like that one.
0: Real, we really got to flush this out. Yeah,
1: we do. First, flush this out?
0: Yes. <laughs> flush it out. Flush it Not out? Not flesh it out. We're going to flush we're it gonna out. We're going
1: to flush this out. <laughs> All right.
0: Um. right. Don't point out my mispronunciation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God damn it <laughs> God, that's so good. Don't point out my mersh shooter urrings <laughs> Oh you, you picked the perfect time to love <laughs> that.
0: you yeah, to like lose all control over my mouth?
1: <laughs> don't point out my <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't point out my. <laughs>
1: Okay. okay so sorry here we go sorry everyone
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not not uh your fault i can't talk so first headline mm-hmm. oh god this is gonna be difficult for me since <laughs> i suddenly can't speak okay luguti indiana man mm-hmm. required to register his vehicle a radio flyer wagon pulled by his two German shepherds named Radio and Flyer.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Second headline. Awesome. Annual sidewalk chalk drawing contest canceled because some participants brought knives to a chalk fight.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: And UFO toy discontinued for teaching kids that Nazis could travel in space.
1: What? Oh, man, I have (laughs) no idea right now which of these is the true story, because those are those all those all make me scratch my head. (laughs) All right. (laughs) okay, you ready for a recap? Let's hear him again.
0: Luguti, Indiana, man. It's called L-O-O-G-O-O-T-E-E, by the way.
1: Lou Gooty.
0: Lou Gooty, Indiana man, required to register his vehicle, a radio flyer wagon pulled by his two German shepherds named Radio and Flyer. Okay. Second headline, annual sidewalk chalk drawing contest canceled because some participants brought knives to a chalk fight.
1: I like that a lot.
0: And lastly, UFO toy discontinued for teaching kids that Nazis could travel in space. <laughs>
1: wait nazis couldn't travel in space i mean god then that that old movie nazis in space is a lie
0: there are definitely several movies yeah that but they're parody movies of course
1: yeah i feel like that sounds like the that's like a good like sort of like a 60s pop sci-fi kind of film like uh,
0: there were several made i mean they were made fairly recently Somewhere in the two thousands, I think, but there there was at least one on Netflix. Netflix, God, what is wrong Dude, with it's me? It's over.
1: Good night, everyone. Let's call it a podcast Bye-bye. right now. Good night. Thank God
0: I'm not doing the <laughs> research tonight because right. it would be awful.
1: Okay, so between these three, I'm actually I think I'm kind of stumped. Uh, but if I had to if I had to guess, and you let's do. Just assume and, you, I, and you do. Let's just assume I have to guess. <laughs> uh, it's kind of the point of this game. <laughs> yeah, right. If I had to guess, and I do. <laughs> um, Gosh, I think I'm going with radio flyer guy I think I'm going with radio flyer guy And the only reason is that the details are real good
0: I don't stumped
1: you Oh my god, no way Yeah Do you have a second guess? I just uh, Bravo you know, that, you know that at the end of the Shia LaBeouf uh, song Where he's in the audience <laughs> and he's just standing up and applauding That's how I feel right now uh, I'm if, pretty proud of that. If I had a second guess, I'm going with chalk, knives and chalk fight.
0: Also wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, girlfriend. I was truly inspired tonight. This is your best news quiz ever. You
0: know, you suggested I just try to make them up Yeah, because they're always good, so... I went for it.
1: Your creativity.
0: And is... also I had an energy drink today. So my brain is in like <laughs> prime right. firing mode. Yeah.
1: That was um, amazing.
0: <clears throat> I'm super proud of those.
1: Those are really good. I'm
0: going to print those up and put them on some kind of plaque. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you might end up on our Goose Chase Rogues gallery <laughs> for being too, too creative and shifty.
0: I'm like, I'm so proud. <laughs> yeah. Well I blown. done stumped you.
1: You done stumped me twice. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I'm Fuck. impressed. Yeah, you even you got me on the 33% and then you got me on the 50%. Yeah. Let's
0: let's strong. talk about the fact that yeah, a UFO we? toy was discontinued for teaching kids that <clears throat> Nazis could travel in space. That's
1: you know I don't <laughs> I'm not saying Nazis couldn't or could fly in space, but I am saying that it's definitely definitely not a toy's business to tell me one way or the <clears throat> other.
0: So a German toy manufacturer
1: that makes it worse.
0: Has pulled one of its products from shelves because it was supposedly teaching children that Nazis mastered space travel. <laughs> Revel or R E V E L L, which is based in North Rhine, or Westphalia, or North Rhine-Westphalia in Germany, sold the round <clears throat> aircraft, which stated in its product description that it was the first object in the world capable of flying in space. According to... Uh, The local.de The Military History Museum and German Children's Protection Association Had complained that the toy was historically inaccurate (laughs) According to the product box The ship can reach speeds of 6,000 kilometers per hour Which is 3,728 miles per hour Mm. And was not built beyond the test phase because of World War II the toy even features symbols from the Third Reich.
1: Oh, no. <clears throat> Wait, so it's a spaceship with swastikas all over it, and they still thought this is a good idea to sell to kids?
0: I don't know that it had swastikas on it, but it had other... It, like, like
1: the eagle and shit?
0: Something. I can't see from the <clears throat> picture. It is Camo. <laughs>
1: It's a Color. Do camo space. Hold a on a piece. minute. Is there anything dumber than a camo spaceship? I mean, it's clearly a UFO. Like, it's supposed to be. Is it UFO. supposed to blend into the rest of space? <laughs> like uh, that? I'm just going
0: to say that it's not camo. Like, if it's in the sky.
1: Yes. Camo is
0: going to stand out.
1: It's going to stand out everywhere except if it crashed. Right. Dumb Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> not a good idea. No. Gosh, can I? Yeah, can I get a closer <laughs> look at that? Since I see you have it there, I, it's yeah. just like such a strange thing to me. Let
0: me see if I can embiggen this picture here. I think we nope, need a, can't.
1: We need like a new rule here. Where's Bill Maher for another new rule? <laughs> new, new rule: Germans can't make any Nazi-themed shit. It's a bad idea. Or
0: well, no one should really.
1: Yes, but especially Germans.
0: Eh, I mean, I feel like most wouldn't want
1: to. Right. But definitely not the Germans. <laughs> no, I mean,
0: like, most Germans wouldn't want to. Yeah, no, that's it, why it's kind of baffling.
1: Yeah, right. Now, this is weird looking. 49 Dead euros. Oh, my God.
0: Um. After the break here, it says... Oh, no, I lost it. Oh, hold on. <laughs> dump, so, dump, dump. Sp- speaking to Frankfurter... A Legamine Zeitung newspaper, historian Jens Weiner, Weiner, Weiner,
1: Weiner,
0: Weiner, W-E-H-N-E-R, reiterated the aircraft was complete fiction. At the time, it was technologically impossible to build something like this. Enthusiasts can use this as a strategy to cast doubt on what we know today about national socialism. (laughs) Um, Revel said... It was investigating how the toy, which sold for forty nine ninety nine, managed to reach stores in the first place. A spokeswoman for the company said it agreed with Vayner. It is, in fact, a legendary, extraordinary aircraft that cannot be proven in terms of
1: existence. <laughs> that's not a great <laughs> denial.
0: Yeah. That's unfortunately, that's an undenial. <laughs> unfortunately, our product description does not adequately express this, and we apologize for it.
1: We apologize for releasing the spacecraft, which we can't prove existed. Wink. Yeah. Which there's no proof it ever existed. Wink.
0: I mean, I I think that is the the real problem people had with it. Is it's like you can make a toy. Don't put Third Reich stuff on it. Just (laughs) hard stop there. Yeah. But you can make a toy. That's a UFO. Yeah, but you shouldn't be like, uh, someone actually made this before. Yeah, right. This is real. It's like, like I, no.
1: I'm even into like the sort of like alternate history kind of like you know if you want to release <laughs> a thing, it's like like uh, like a replica, what if they had like a replica of that car that supposedly ran on walnuts that then like the General Motors Corporation bought <laughs> and destroyed. You know that that yeah. that old conspiracy. Like if you want to sell a little toy of that, I'm like fine.
0: It comes with miniature walnuts, and there's like a crank, and when you crank them, they like they, yeah, They like fall around in there.
1: <laughs> they fall around in there, like
0: the like a. I'm thinking the bingo thing that oh, jumbles like, up the balls. <laughs> yeah,
1: like the big roller thing. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I like that. Is that how the walnut car works? Let's say it. You'll say I'm it gonna it is. say it is. Yeah, they bounce. I mean, around in this
0: there. is make believe. It's our legendary walnut car.
1: We could do whatever toy. we want.
0: We're gonna make it.
1: Yeah. Goose Chase exclusive. Well, you got me.
0: Man, if we ever had merch for this show, it would be the weirdest fucking merch ever.
1: Yeah, it really would. Well, definitely those alligators with the rhinestone cowboy hats are going to be part of it. Yes. I know that.
0: Like a rhinestone alligator cowboy.
1: (laughs) Well, congratulations! That fits surprisingly well. (laughs) Yeah, it does work.
0: Yeah, uh, I am super proud of that.
1: That was your best one yet.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: Yeah, your your methodology. Just keep doing that because that's that's pretty solid.
0: I honestly, I don't even know how I thought of those, (laughs) but I'm really happy I thought of them. Two German shepherds named Radio
1: and Flyer. That's what I thought. That's why I thought it had to be real, because I was like. (laughs) Did she really think of the radio flyer? <laughs> like did that go through her head?
0: Uh I thought of the radio flyer. I'm <sighs> having some uh issues with my headphones. Yeah. Um I thought of the radio flyer wagon. Yeah. And I was like, if I'm gonna include that it was pulled by dogs, I have to be specific. Yep, and I have to give them names. Yep. but it's only going to make sense to give them names if they somehow pertain to it. So right. I thought it would be fun to have them be named Radio and Flyer.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good.
0: Um, well, I'm I'm excited for that. And then I have a little bit of a a little bit of a middle seggy. You
1: want to do our middle segment? What do you got?
0: So just as I was doing the news quiz and looking for the truths, um, I. I'm always searching for that truth, you know.
1: You, know and you you get in that internet, you get on it, you get around it, you get one arm in, you like wiggle around what's in there. Is it, truce? is it
0: truth? Is it f
1: You put your ear to the ground. Hey, is that some truth I hear on the horizon? Call in my horse. Ride out into that sunset. Find the truth. o it. Good. Man,
0: <laughs> that nap really in. helped you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Um, where is it at? So, I was looking for some truths. I found some truths. It wasn't the truths I wanted for truths and news, but it was truths I want to talk about.
1: Wow. What a sentence.
0: (laughs) I was looking for some truths. I found some truths.
1: (laughs) They're taking the hobbits to Isengard.
0: (laughs) They're taking the hobbits to Isengard? They're taking the hobbits to Isengard?
1: Same cadence.
0: Yes. Um... Oh, God, I always do this. There it is. So do you remember when there was like that famous painting of.
1: Oh, my gosh. I know where you're going. With of this. Jesus. I know where you're going with this.
0: And it, you know, it was fading and it needed some restoring. So <clears throat> uh, a kind soul decided to help a brother out. <laughs>
1: yeah, a Basically blind old lady restored it. <laughs>
0: And now it is known as Eke Homo Monkey Christ. <laughs> if you haven't seen what this looks like, you need to go look at what this looks like.
1: It's so funny. And what
0: it originally looked like. It's, it's so bad. It's
1: also, yeah, it's like funny, but it's kind of tragic. It's
0: tragic. It's an
1: ancient piece of, well, I don't know how old it was, but it's, a, it's a, like an old piece of artwork that someone yeah. like rubbed with a cloth, smudged to shit, and then just kind of put like the equivalent of googly eyes on
0: oh my god it's so bad so it's happened again
1: i know i saw this today
0: it's happened again (laughs) again in spain this Mm is a 16th century polychrome statue Mm -hmm. of saint george uh it was
1: beautiful yeah it really was um
0: if worn, I mean, it has a patina. Everybody knows that you want the patina.
1: Yeah, the patina is like part of the aging process. Baby, it makes it look classy. You
0: want the patina. You, you
1: need the patina, darling. What are you thinking? <laughs> Gosh.
0: <clears throat> well, uh, a hobbyist from the church was asked to freshen it up mm-hmm. by the church. They did not cons- consult anybody, like yeah. any, like the mayor or anyone any historical society um they just did it and now it looks like a blushing baby boy
1: yeah right <laughs> it's like it's weird
0: it looks like i took acrylic paint uh-huh. and paint it looks like the miniatures i'm painting for dnd yep except with a bigger surface area so you could see the details of the face.
1: But like they just like for his whole face, they just like painted him this one shade of like peachy white guy and just like But s-
0: added a little bit of pink <laughs> blush to the cheeks and yeah, lips.
1: Just rose them up a bit. Like he it looks so like a bad. doll. And like why why would you paint a statue like that? Why would you ever do that?
0: It's not very good. It's not very good. It's Tr- another tragedy, and yeah. the mayor is fucking pissed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is he really? <laughs> this the this mayor is not what said, I wanted. Bum, 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 bum.
0: The mayor of Estella, which lies southwest of Pamplona in the Navarre region, mm-hmm. is demanding to know why the council was not <laughs> consulted before the work went ahead. Coldo <laughs> Leos told The Guardian, the parish decided on its own to take action to restore the statue and gave the job to a local handicrafts teacher. The council wasn't told, and neither was the regional government of Navarre. The mayor said he had been to see the statue and was not happy with the result. It's (laughs) not been the kind of restoration that it should have been for this 16th century statue. They've used plaster and the wrong kind of paint, and it's possible that the original layers of paint have been lost. Leo said experts have been called in and were checking whether it would be possible to undo the restoration work. And restore the statue to its previous state. This is an expert job. It should have been done by the experts.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, technical difficulties. As a dog just rams his snoot into the phone.
0: He was demanding pets. He
1: really is. God, what what a little nosy little boy.
0: Um, yeah.
1: This, it, here's the thing. I'm sure that there was a way to do this right. I don't know what it would look like. And honestly, I oh, kind yeah. of feel like it should have been left. <clears throat> It should have been left in an aged looking state.
0: If something needs restored, there's a right way to restore it. Sure. And if you don't have various degrees saying that you know how to do that, you should not be the one to do that.
1: Yeah, this is like the domain of like art historians and stuff, right? And like. Right. Right. Like I don't know.
0: It would be like me, like someone having something ridiculously ancient and valuable going, "Hey, Christy, you want to fix this up for me?" Yeah. Like the right answer is fuck no. <laughs> yeah, like take it to a professional.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. If someone asked me, like, "Hey, we've got this statue. It's from like the seventeen hundreds. We just want you to make it look nice again." <laughs> my answer would be, uh, no. I don't yeah. care how much you want to pay me. I don't care. I'm like, I'm not going to ruin this. Right. I saw the monkey Christ. I don't want to be that guy.
0: <laughs> right. And wasn't that also in Spain? She should know about monkey Christ. She should know about, mo- baby.
1: Haven't you heard baby, about monkey Christ? Baby, you haven't
0: heard of monkey Christ? Where have you been?
1: <laughs> That's like really bad. Yeah. And I, I saw the picture earlier and it looks stupid as hell. It's
0: it's <laughs> it very not stupid. Good. It's very not good.
1: It's quite ungood.
0: It looks amateur. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because it was. Because
1: it is. Which, you know, on some level, it's a little bit like on them, too. They asked the wrong person. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whose thought process is, oh, this thing was made in the 16th century. You know who would do a great job fixing that up? The local handicrafts teacher.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. That, uh, yeah. I mean,
0: it's, it's only partly that lady's fault. Oh, she yeah. should not have said yes, but they should not have asked her. <laughs> right. And they should not have foregone, like, permission.
1: Right. Yeah, I that.
0: understand that a lot of times it's best to act first and, you know, ask for forgiveness later, but not in this not case. Not with Don't the antiquities, do that. for Christ's sake. Right. Not with the antiquities. <laughs> Hands off my antiquities, is all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: That's the goose chase, that's the goose chase ask. Hands off my antiquities. Um. Well, why don't we take ourselves a little break here? All right. And come back in a minute with the main segment for this episode.
0: Okay, I'm going to give Boba the pets that he so badly desires he, while we're on break.
1: Because he desires because them. Because he wants them. All right, we'll be back in a minute with more goose chase. All right. we're back
0: and we're back we rolling we rolling we're rolling they see me rolling they hating yep trying to catch me riding dirty
1: I've never been caught riding dirty
0: you don't want to be caught riding dirty don't sound good
1: I don't think so no I think you're right Wow, this is an awkward uh, uh, segue back in, but we are... (laughs) Speaking
0: of riding dirty... (laughs) Yeah,
1: okay, so let's talk about the main segment here. I'm super excited about this one, and I kind of, I guess, chose this one for myself, which I don't do a lot of those.
0: Well, you had mentioned it before, and then it came up again because there was some uh, timely development. Yeah, right. And then... You were talking about it, and I hadn't given you a topic, and I said, you're excited about it. Just do it.
1: Yeah, right. So we are talking today about the namesake of your least favorite piece of PC software, Mr. John McAfee. Yes. Um, I
0: was going to say, let me tell you what I know (laughs) about him, which is just that it's the most annoying pop-up ever.
1: (laughs) It really is. Uh, I that's how I started off talking about this was to say that for anyone who owned a computer, a Windows computer <laughs> in particular, between like '95 and 2010, you've you...
0: had his name in your mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, you've had, you've had John McAfee in your mouth.
0: His name, don't make it dirty. What, what did I say? <laughs> you said I I had him in my mouth, and I did not.
1: <laughs> and I did not. Dang I can, it!
0: I cannot keep having this argument with you. <laughs> We've uh, never even met.
1: Uh, but yes, you've known you know the name. Everyone knows the name. McAfee is the thing that basically you know when it was started was like this revolutionary <laughs> thing. Actually, McAfee you know antivirus, and then by the time. That everyone was sick and tired of it. It was everywhere and it wouldn't stop bothering you all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Funny enough, I'll just note this here because I didn't note it anywhere else. John McAfee gets rid of McAfee antivirus when he encounters it. <laughs> <laughs> um He said it's annoying I... and he doesn't like it and he gets rid of it.
0: That's so funny. That's, it's
1: pretty, it's kind of... He
0: made this monster.
1: He sure did. Um, And even he can't stand it anymore it's funny it's it well yeah I think it actually makes a lot of sense I think uh, it's kind of a natural outcropping from the guy that he is but we'll get into all that um so yeah I said the story of John McAfee is a really weird wild ride specifically like the last 10 years of his life maybe roundabouts there have been pretty insane (laughs) um I said, when you picture the kind of guy that founded, you know, a, a massively popular, you know, antivirus company, you probably picture kind of like, you know, some nerdy square kind of guy. Yeah. Um, John McAfee is completely the opposite of that. Uh, and actually, here's the other thing, too, is if is, is I, I think if the nerds became the cool kids, which I think is what happened since the 80s. Yeah you know all the all the nerds, you know, the guys in the, you know the sort of like uh software guys that you picture like uh, dilberts of the world.
0: Yeah. The guys from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. like became super cool to people. Yeah. Not because they got cool, but because nerdy became cool.
1: Yeah. But well, in,
0: Silicon Valley happened.
1: In the middle of that trend, John McAfee <laughs> is the dark horse mm-hmm. of this of this movement, right? Um, Like
0: that Katy Perry song?
1: Not so much. All right. You'll see why. Um, Okay. (laughs) So I want to start off by saying the primary source that I used for some of the details of this article is something you should read. I really think everyone should read this because it's written so brilliantly. It's a profile in Wired magazine. It was entitled, John McAfee fled to Belize but couldn't escape himself.
0: Okay. Intrigued,
1: and, and we're going to get to what you know led up to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought first we should start about the, his background, right? Yeah. Who is John McAfee? Um, so he was—he's uh, a dual citizen, you know, British American uh, oh, okay. c- uh, citizen. I uh, did not know that. Uh, he was born in 1945 in the Forest of Dean in Gloucestershire, England. Right. Uh, he's he was born on a, a U.S. Army base. His father was a serviceman. Okay. And his mother uh, was a British citizen, and the, he was raised in Salem, Virginia. So he didn't spend that long in the, in all the UK. All
0: right.
1: Um, one thing that everyone talks about with John McAfee is he had like a really shitty childhood. Okay. It's like a thing that comes up like everywhere, <laughs> like even like the stupid listicle that I was going through, like facts about John McAfee. Like they all, all of them come really back. Really shitty childhood. Yeah. <laughs> really, it's like a major bullet point, and it makes sense. Uh, It was bad.
0: Well, anytime you're describing someone's behavior, especially if it's outlandish in some way. Right. Going to the childhood and being like, was there something here that would make them act in a specific way? It's like the first thing anybody does. Because it makes sense. Like, we are all making up for our childhoods. Even Mm -hmm. if we had a decent one. You're fucked up in some way about it, and you're, yeah, right. you're compensated. Yeah, even it's if you, universal.
1: Even if you had a really charmed childhood, you got, you've got some damage. Because mm-hmm. the human mind gets its feelings hurt, you know?
0: Someone recently in one of the groups I'm in were discussing having children and saying... I can't remember if it was like a meme that someone posted or something that someone actually said, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think it was like a meme or something, but they're essentially the terrifying thing about having kids is fucking them up in just the right way to give them enough character, but not to permanently damage them. Yeah.
1: How to deal just the right amount of damage to a developing mind.
0: Right. <laughs> I, I think it's true.
1: Someone, someone was just talking about this. I think it, I can't remember. Maybe it was, uh, no, I can't remember who it was, but someone was talking about like, look at all these successful people, all the successful people you can think of. And like, there's, like, this very common trend of, like, their dad didn't pay any attention to them or something. Mm-hmm. Mr. Show did a similar gag. It was like they went to Einstein and then Abraham Lincoln and all these guys, and they're all like, my father touched my butthole. Oh, that's no. Th- that's why I was so successful.
0: God, Mr. Show was so weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was really. It was very weird. Um, <clears throat> but anyway. So, yeah, his childhood was bad. His dad was abusive. His dad was a drunk. Mm. And ultimately, his dad, like, shot himself when, like, John was, like, 15. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way that, like, John described that is, like, a really sort of, like, hauntingly poetic sadness. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wanted to quote him here in the Wired article because he says, "Um, Every day I wake up with him, every relationship I have, he's by my side. Every mistrust, he is the negotiator of that mistrust. And then it follows it up with, so my life is fucked. Aw. Which is really sad. Yeah. Um, And really, I think, you know, in light of what all the stuff you're about to learn about John McAfee, just remember he's a sad guy. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: I, I feel like in that situation, in people who were in abusive situations, and then something happens to their abuser, especially something like that, like him taking his own life. Yeah. There's got to be a sense of relief and then a feeling of guilt because it was his dad. Yeah. You know, it and we have always been told even though it's not always true, right, that you have to love your parents.
1: Yeah, right. You know,
0: oh, well they're your parents. Some yeah. things are inexcusable. And sometimes you might be in a situation where you don't love your parents. Yeah, right. But it's still got to be a lot of guilt. That's a heavy situation for anyone, let alone a 15-year-old. That yeah. is, the whole thing is, is fucked. Yeah. So I, I will keep that in mind while I hear about his goings-on.
1: I'm telling you this now. I'm telling you this, too, mm-hmm. to the listeners. You're not going to like John McAfee when this is over. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to like him. But this is just, to me, a detail yeah it's something in the mix. It's not an excuse for the guy he becomes, but it does help explain some things all right um <clears throat> so anyway uh as a as a young man, he attended Roanoke College and his first successful enterprise was selling magazine subscriptions door to door. oh god right
0: i uh, I already hate him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, you got there faster than I thought but but all right, maybe.
0: We've all been taken in by a magazine scam.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. I think this is a really interesting sort of like a, a description of his character. Because what he did was basically would go door to door and tell people, "They congratulations, you want a free subscription,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And you can have it just for a small shipping and handling fee. Mm-hmm. And that shipping and handling fee was the cost of the magazine. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: So, brilliantly enough... By saying it's free and then explaining to them why it's not free, people bought it.
0: That's how I get half the junk I get from the internet. (laughs) They're like, get this free piece of jewelry. Just pay for shipping. Shipping is $13. (laughs) And I'm like, sign me fucking up. All right. It's how, it's why Wish
1: works. It's why Wish works, for sure. Without a doubt.
0: And also child labor, probably. Yeah,
1: probably. It's a, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's all the same sort of cognitive dissonance, right? Mhm um, uh, so um, I think it's an interesting detail that he did this. I just think it says something about his personality, you know, sort of yeah. like it's like a sales trick that sort of speaks to like the kind of mind that he has, i think
0: mm-hmm. well um, i'm I'm not convinced that he necessarily came up with that on his own. I feel like that's the kind of thing that's taught when you sign up to do that kind of job too, but the yeah, fact that to
1: execute it. Yeah, it's all about confidence. It's about it's about creating, you know. An, a, Are you
0: saying he's a confidence man?
1: I am actually. I think, in some level, this is just a legal scam. Hmm. Um. Uh. So, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Skipping some details, but skipping, basically...
0: Skipping, He
1: had, like, a pretty uh, embarrassing chunk of time at pursuing his PhD. He was, you know, teaching classes, he was sleeping with a student, he had, like, all this stuff, he got kicked out of the university, he went to an, another university, and then got kicked out of there uh, for reasons that I already forgot.
0: Maybe don't sleep with your students.
1: <clears throat> Boy, are you in for something here. This is... <laughs> you're, I told you you're not going to like John McAfee. Um... I don't either at this point but um, basically skipping a bunch of his postgraduate you know time he ends up working for the Missouri Pacific Railroad in St. Louis in 1969 right okay What he's doing there is that he's a math guy he was like pursuing a mathematics PhD or whatever mm-hmm. He's using computers to route trains. Okay. Right? So they have this, like, experimental IBM computer system that's going to help them, like, most efficiently route trains. hmm And he's working on that system. And he's also on a fuck ton of drugs. <laughs> like, a lot of drugs. Um, that's
0: definitely what I want to know about the guy working on the computer system to route the trains. <laughs> I know.
1: Well, because that's the thing is, like, his, <laughs> his dad was, like, an abusive alcoholic, and John McAfee followed in with the drinking immediately in college and then well, went on to drugs and all that stuff. Addiction
0: like, is a disease. Right. Whether people are, you know, used to thinking about it that way or agree with that, it is a disease. And if there are addicts in your family, you could have an addictive personality too.
1: Yeah. I think it's like where it starts. Like the minute that he's, you know, out and in school. Right. Like I said, his his dad dies when he's 15. Yeah. It's not long after that he's like on this path.
0: Of course, I'm not saying like some of those behaviors are learned as well. Right. And I would. Definitely, in his case, he had opportunity to learn that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, shit started to hit the fan in real life, and then right, he fell back on that.
1: Uh, So, he's doing a lot of recreational drugs, you know? Uh, apparently, he's typically on acid anyway, but also, this one particular day when he's working, again, working That's, this machine.
0: Oh, I guess it was, like, the late 60s, but... In, in my mind, I'm like, that's a weird thing to just consistently be on, but yeah. okay.
1: Well, you know, it's like, it's, it's a it lot ma- of things. Acid is his, like, particular favorite, and he's doing a lot of it at yeah. this time. But if if it makes stuff.
0: sense at any time point, it's that time point, right? you know?
1: Interestingly enough to me, he decides also one day on the job to do a line <laughs> of DMT. Oh,
0: that's a bad combo.
1: Yeah, right. Um, and when the line doesn't really do anything, he, like, snorts the rest of the bag.
0: Oh, jeez. And
1: then it catches up to it. Oh, man. This is an anecdote, oh, but it's so- should we
0: say what DMT is for anyone who doesn't Maybe know we what should. DMT is?
1: Yeah, DMT is dimethyltryptamine. It's often uh, described as the god molecule. It has some sort of profound like, uh, effect of like uh, creating a presence of the other kind of thing. People it's like- one
0: of the ingredients in ayahuasca. Mm-hmm.
1: And it has it has this way of, like, uh, tapping into, like, your mind's sense of an outside presence or a godlike presence, mm-hmm. um, among other things. Like whatever it does
0: in your brain, it just triggers the part of your brain that, like, thinks about that or makes you feel like there is something bigger out there.
1: Yeah. Interestingly enough, I think it actually – it's people on DMT have more activity in the parts of the brain that actually track with, like, people who are religious – Mm -hmm. Like there's actually possibly a physiological activity responsible for that feeling of like That makes a
0: lot of sense to me because when I was growing up and like I was raised Catholic Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I wanted to believe Mm -hmm. and it wasn't for lack of trying that I didn't you know like I wanted to I committed myself to it at one point and it just didn't do it for me yeah like
1: can I tell you what you did wrong you didn't snort a bag of DMT
0: Um, that is where I went wrong. I mean, I was offered one. You know,
1: I mean, the priest, I'm sure it's like, you know, got like a bunch of them.
0: I didn't say the priest offered me DMT, (laughs) but sure.
1: Sure. Let's go with the priest offered me (laughs) drugs.
0: <laughs> I would actually not want to slander his name. No, he was course, actually yeah. a really good person. That's, is a really good person. Yeah.
1: If, if I'm thinking of the one that that you're thinking of, everyone yeah. loved that guy. Is, yeah. Loves that guy. Loved that guy. Loved loves. Oh, okay. Loves. I'm thinking of another guy. Maybe.
0: No. He was. He got into a really bad accident like, several years ago, but he's still oh, right. around.
1: Okay. Yeah. We're we're not even going to mention his it's, name because it's, it's like too mean a joke yeah. to associate with
0: but him. he's a he. Got in a motorcycle accident, because he's a cool priest, and uh, he was riding his motorcycle, and it was bad. But he's good. He's still doing some priesting.
1: (laughs) Still priesting around.
0: Still priesting a little bit.
1: Yeah, everyone loves that guy. Yeah. Nothing bad to say about him at all. But uh, So, meanwhile, in 1969, John McAfee has just snorted an entire bag of DMT.
0: And he is also on acid? Yeah, or, he's also,
1: he's also okay. on acid, um, and then a line of DMT, and then a bag of, of DMT. DMT. Yeah. So apparently, this goes really badly.
0: Oh, man.
1: <laughs> apparently, Who it's not good.
0: Would have guessed.
1: Um, the Wired profile that I referred to uh, describes this, and I wanted—I wanted to like quote it directly. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit of a, a passage here, but I just need to read this as it is because okay. it's, it's just beautiful. I understand. People asked him questions, but he didn't understand what they were saying. The computer was spitting out train schedules to the moon. He couldn't make sense of it. He ended up behind a garbage can in downtown St. Louis, hearing voices and desperately hoping that nobody would look at him. He never went back to Missouri Pacific. Part of him believes he's still on that trip, that everything since has been one giant hallucination and that one day he'll snap out of it and find himself back on his couch in St. Louis, listening to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: That's a trip. Yeah. <laughs> That's a trip, right? Um, oh,
0: God. Wouldn't it be awful to find out that we were just... Yeah, like... John McAfee's hallucinatory
1: <laughs> trip? Oh, no. Oh, no, he's coming out of it.
0: Oh no, he, <laughs> <laughs> he was tripping so hard. Yeah. <laughs> He came up with a podcast called Goose Chase run by these two fucks in the Midwest.
1: Yeah. Man, what an unglamorous fantasy he cooked up for himself. I love it. It reminds me of, um, what was that? Oh, God. I can't remember. It was like some awful, uh, what's his name, movie. Uh, the dude that played Deuce Big, uh, Rob Schneider movie. Mm. Yeah. And he's like he's like fantasy he's like in a cabin by himself. He's like a mounty guy or something, he's Mm -hmm. fantasizing that he's like (laughs) pulling someone over or something. And then even in his fantasy, everything's fine and they can go. Like he doesn't (laughs) like he doesn't actually do anything heroic.
0: I I like it when there are those scenarios and people are even inadequate in their like best (laughs) fantasy. (laughs) I like it because it's real. I feel like that's my head. There's something
1: extra sad about that. That's how
0: my brain works. It's like, oh my God, if all your dreams came true, you'd still kind of suck. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, All right, so let's skip ahead a bit. Uh, John McAfee, uh, I didn't realize this at all. This is something I didn't know. The very first PC virus was coded and released in 1983 in Pakistan. It was basically a harmless virus. It was like a digital kind of hello. The idea was that it spread to machines and it just displayed a phone number. Right?
0: Okay. It was like, we could do this.
1: Mm-hmm. It was just to see what happened. And the phone started ringing off the hook. The thing worked. And, and like <laughs> pe- the people that coded it were like, oh, my God, it works. Right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so news of this goes around the Internet. People are aware of it. John McAfee is deeply bothered by it because he sees the potential for this. Okay. You know, and there's other people <laughs> as well. He's not the only guy to see this as a threat, but he's really upset by the idea that this code that, you know, this ma- not malicious, but sort of a uh, self-replicating thing can do things on my machine. I didn't well, ask for it to do.
0: Well, yet. he's a maths guy and he clearly has done some kind <laughs> of like programming kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. He has an understanding of where that can go, or how detrimental something like that could be, yeah. if it affected, say, something like train routing, mm-hmm. or you know, any other important thing that we had were just starting to use technology for.
1: Yeah. So he, um, he, he found McAfee Associates, right? Uh, he gives away on message boards online a free antivirus program, and the world, you know, eats it up. Like people start using it in big numbers, and within like a few years, all the the Fortune 500 big companies are using this, and they're also paying a license fee. This was his idea from the beginning: is give it away, and eventually find a way to make money. And he does.
0: An annoying pop-up that's even worse than the fucking <laughs> viruses that it protects you from. Yeah. That says, pay me money now, bitch.
1: Your license has expired, and I will remind you every 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Basically, it only takes him seven years, and he's making $5 million a year on this. In seven years. um, The thing that is mentioned in this article, the Wired article, really clearly, and I think this is important he helped engineer the paranoia and fear that made people feel a need to have this thing. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: He was also right, but sort of like coincidentally, because like the, the kind of personality that John McAfee is, is that sort of somewhat paranoid, mistrustful persona that is like out there screaming, screaming about this threat.
0: Well, it's a paranoid, mistrustful persona (laughs) With the skills to also be kind of a swindler. Not a good combo.
1: He presents both the problem and the solution so effectively, and that's what makes him so rich, mm-hmm. right? So, basically, this is the first and most successful commercial antivirus software company in the world. Uh, and it's all, like, basically locked in place by, like, the early 90s. hmm <clears throat> So... Skip ahead. Late 2000s.
0: Skipping. Skipping
1: Skipping ahead. Uh, John McAfee has been at this for a while. Um, By the late 2000s, the economic collapse hits him pretty hard, and he decides he doesn't want to live like a rich dude anymore. Um... Like, he's really successful. He's, like, a consultant all over the place. McAfee's still making money hand over fist. It's, like, embedded in a whole bunch of machines.
0: Did he say something like, I'm fed up with this world. <laughs>
1: fed up with this world. Yeah, I think that's actually exactly how he said it. Um, <laughs> Put a cut in his mouth.
0: <laughs> and no. then he humped a pillow.
1: And then he humped a pillow. Uh, Please see the room if you haven't seen the room. Actually,
0: it wasn't a pillow. It was a dress. I
1: oh, think. yeah, that's right. It was. Which made it weirder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's basically now, he's got a lot of money, but he's, like, you know, bored. And he's, like, constantly getting sued over dumb stuff, like a guy tripped on his property and is suing him. You know, like, basically something that, like, I think... <laughs> I thought
0: you were going to say a guy tripped on his computer program. And I was like, <laughs> how does that even work?
1: And I was walking down the hallway, and I tripped on an antivirus, and I broke my ankle. <laughs> I'm suing you. That's eh, a direct quote.
0: Sounds sounds legit.
1: Uh, um. So he basically decides he doesn't want any of this anymore. And he thinks he's less likely to be a target of frivolous lawsuits and things like that if he leaves the country. Okay. And if he's perceived to have nothing left. Mm-hmm. So he auctions off, like, everything. I think he's married. And pre- I'm pretty sure he gets divorced at this point, but I'm not sure. He might just leave.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you're, you you got to get rid of all of it.
1: Wife and all. <laughs> You want the old ball and chain trapping you in the United States like a dummy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. So he sells everything. He starts looking at property outside America. And his criteria is pretty simple. All he really wants is an English speaking place with pretty beaches. That's all he wants. He's all
0: about the beaches.
1: He's 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 pretty beach crazy. <laughs> beaches. I mean, he did just get Money. rid of his
0: wife. He's all about those beaches, no.
1: Money, crystal beaches. And beaches. <laughs> That's a joke only Chris Nobody is going to get.
0: Nobody knows what that is.
1: <laughs> only Chris is going to get that one. Um, so he settles on um, Belize.
0: <laughs> We're not explaining it. We refuse to explain it.
1: He settles on Belize. Belize is where he wants to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he buys a villa on Ambergris Key. Qu- Ambergris Key. In Belize. I had to check to see if it's pronounced Ambergris because that doesn't sound right. It is. um, And spending some time there and being taken on tours and stuff like that and seeing the jungle and all that, he gets like pretty, he starts to fall in love with the jungle itself and like the sort of wild of Belize. Mm-hmm. So like this villa that he bought that brought him there in the first place is like now not enough. And he decides to construct himself a compound in the middle of the jungle.
0: Yep. Sounds like the kind of guy who would want a compound.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense. All this stuff makes sense.
0: I don't want to live like a rich guy anymore. Let me move to beautiful Belize and construct my own compound. I just don't want to be bothered <laughs> with all these people knowing that I have money. I don't want to be
1: rich. I, I just, just want a very want simple compound. My own
0: compound.
1: Don't need a lot in life to keep me happy. Just a walled compound with armed guards and you know,
0: maybe like uh, fifteen supply. cars.
1: Lifetime supply of Oreo cakesters and that'll about do me.
0: Fresh water, fresh foods. I'm not going to share it with anybody. I no. just, I mean, this is what I need for me.
1: Worth mentioning, again, it's a poor place. <laughs> Belize,
0: yeah. It's man. like
1: all everyone, all the native people there are like poor and all the it's people that places, live on the beaches are rich as hell.
0: Yeah, it's one of those places where people go to resorts. Yeah. And you don't think about the fact that people working at the resort are like... That's the only income yeah. in those areas that have the resorts. And yeah. it, it's, just, it's, a, it's a thing. It's the kind of it's thing that makes good.
1: people like us feel like, Ew.
0: It's why that doesn't appeal to me. Right. I've, I've heard one of the many reasons that doesn't appeal to me. I'm not good at just relaxing. I need to be like doing the things. Yeah. I've heard of like, uh, that was my water.
1: No, I'm just looking at time and stuff. Oh. And it's good.
0: Of vacations, where you like, it's actually a volunteer trip, basically. Yeah. Like you just go and like do physical manual labor. Yeah. And right. I'm like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> 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 Let's go do that.
1: Yeah. Uh. So anyway, now John McAfee has a compound. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh. Not living rich, just living. You know, like With on a beach in the middle compound. of the jungle. On his own, like basically, his, he's he's king of the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, this so basically, he buys the the land, he constructs a bunch of bungalows, he you know has like people working for him. He's got a real like base of operations, right?
0: Yeah.
1: This, I think, becomes responsible for a whole bunch of stuff that happens after. Basically, a really like his own little kingdom. His is like a little permissive environment where he yep. is truly in charge. Yep. Which
0: nothing can be worse for someone like him than completely rolling the roost and having no checks and balances.
1: Yeah. I think just like you can, even the little, the very little prism into John McAvee that i provided here, which is undoubtedly not his full personality and doesn't explain everything about him, but the little I've told here, you, this is a guy you think for his own well-being shouldn't be in his own little fiefdom by himself.
0: It shouldn't be unsupervised.
1: Yeah, right? <clears throat> um, So.
0: The, well, this is a person that needs to be told no every now and then.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think most people do. Yeah. Some people are like, have a sort of fantastic constitution to them and, and like, you know, just know well enough to keep themselves on track. Most of us are a little bit weak from time to time and need limits.
0: I also think most people with money... Your sense of reality is skewed. Mm-hmm. So every now and then you need a little bit of pushback. You need someone to be like, "Uh, that's absurd.
1: Yeah, right.
0: You already moved to Belize. You already are in a beautiful place. You have a yeah. beautiful place to live. You don't need your own goddamn fucking compound.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I think the Wired article made some mention of you know, like he, he loved the jungle because it was this place where you confront yourself. It's like very like a dense, deep place where like you confront who you are. I think he got it. And I think do, he got exactly what he wanted. And
0: do all the DMT that you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it where it grows on the you know, on the trees, the DMT trees. You just pluck it down. You
0: know. I am sure there's ayahuasca happening in
1: the may, least somewhere. There may be. I don't know actually. Um, so now this, all that happens, he leaves basically in 2008, early 2009. Now it's late 2010. He is now setting up facilities on his property because he meets a local researcher who is interested in like natural antibiotics and doing research on like plant stuff. And this woman seems legit too. Like Mm -hmm. this is not like a swindle. This woman like has credentials, has ideas. And John is very, very interested in that. He decides to himself. Well, after all, I was an antivirus guy. Now, what about like if I find ways to like you know wipe? What about
0: real antivirus? Yeah, like what if
1: I? (laughs) Right, exactly. Like what if I have now a business around you know like get getting bugs out of the human body? Right.
0: Okay.
1: So they built. He builds a facility, and he seems like
0: a little bit of a god complex.
1: There's something there. I, you'll see even more so, but yes, I think so. I think there's a there's a, a bit of egomania, which is maybe common to all people, I, but pronounced I keep in him.
0: Thinking, megalomaniac over and over again.
1: <clears throat> I don't get the sense that he's like an evil man, but no. but I do. And there's some things that I'm about to tell you that are real not okay. But yeah. but I
0: I don't think he's intentionally. I think he might do evil. I don't think he. Yeah. He does it necessarily to be evil.
1: He's a, he's a complicated person.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. <clears throat> so yeah, he builds a research facility. He's got armed guards. He's like, you know, he's. It's getting it's getting a little bit out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um. He's starting to notice that he's changing. He starts to like send emails to friends and stuff, like just being like like aware that the world is changing him somewhat. He says that he notices he's. Um, his hygiene is slipping. His dress is slipping. He's losing inhibitions. He's, uh, he doesn't mention this in emails, but he's been frequenting a local brothel a lot. It's, uh, the name is Lover's Bar. It seems like he doesn't drink when he's there. And he claims that he's been sober ever since, uh, a, an experience, you know, in the late 80s that, uh, caused him to, like, break down and, 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 you know, and mm-hmm. quit. But, but he does go to this place just to sort of observe like, he's got a thing where it's like he...
0: You can't see my skeptical face, but <laughs> Dave does.
1: Yeah. Well, I... Whoop, you're, are we okay? We're fine. <laughs> um,
0: I knocked my bottle of water into the microphone and everything is broken now. tisk.
1: <laughs> um It
0: tastes like watermelon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's watermelon-infused water. I thought I should share that.
1: So he's going to this place... Quite a bit. Um, it's like, uh, basically the owner there is as much an observer as he is. The owner likes to sort of like set people up with what he thinks they want. I think that's after all the real like drive of a brothel owner, right? Yeah. It's good for business. So... After him showing up there quite a bit, you know, the guy's asking him questions like, you know, do you want do you want a woman? You know, he says, no. And he says, do you want a boy? And he says, no. Ugh. Right. Well, at some point, this guy, after knowing of John for a while, shows up at his compound with a 16 year old girl. Mm. Told you you're not going to like John McAfee. This girl is like her name is uh, I think I've just lost it. Amy M. Schwiller. She's 16. She's got a real dark past. Uh, apparently was f- like forced into prostitution by her mother. Mm. She's also like a bad bitch. Like, she's like got guns and like, you know, she's like scary. And she's like a she's she's a kid that grew up way too fast. Yeah. Um and she shows up there with this guy and Basically tells John her her story and is like, you know, she makes it clear I wanted him to pity me and love me. And it worked. Mm -hmm. And from John's perspective, he says, I saw something in her story that I felt like I lived. Mm -hmm. And while this is super fucked up to me. Yeah. I mean, he really believes he fell head over heels.
0: So let's go back to the brothel owner for right. a second because you made the point that, like, that's the bread and butter of observing people and reading people and knowing what they want. Yeah. So he had enough conversations and enough interaction with John McAfee
2: mm-hmm.
0: to know a little bit about his past and to go, what's going to be the thing for this guy? Yeah. I like, was thinking
1: about that, too. Like, what did it's he going,
0: see? It's A lot of people who come from those situations, like really fucked up situations, it is like, of course they're going to want us to save someone else who's in that situation or came from a bad situation. You don't... Most people who have a little bit of empathy don't want to see someone suffer the way they suffered. And of course they feel pity and empathy for people going through something like they did. Yeah, So... That is the foot in the door right there. I think you're right. That's the foot in the door.
1: I think the thing that probably made this all fall together is the very complicated (laughs) swirl of emotions that must have gone through John about this. Right. I mean, you could make the argument that just like I mean, you could dismiss this as just like, okay, pervy weirdo done. I actually do think it's more complicated than that.
0: I, I think it is more complicated than that, but still I'm wrong. not condoning it no, at all. It it's was wrong. wrong. He's the person of power in the situation. He had the ability to say no, and he didn't. Right. The brothel owner is a fuckhead and fuck them. Yeah. For children. Right. All that shit.
1: So basically out of this, this, this becomes his girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And she's living with him and all this. And it's, you know, basically, it's also like terrifying because at one point he she tries to kill him <laughs> like she's. I don't think that love went both ways at all. Yeah. Uh She seized an opportunity to try and kill him one night while she was while he was sleeping. She like attempted to shoot him. Miss. She said something to the effect that maybe she meant to miss or something like that. Whatever. Then ends Sounds up
0: like something someone who meant to kill someone says when they missed. <laughs> right.
1: Um, so, I, so basically after, you know, this happens, he uh, basically sets up a house for her like a mile down the road and they no longer live together. That's a fair response to someone trying to kill you, right?
0: <laughs> or like not be with a minor anymore. Know, I
1: know. I know. It's 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 uh. It's weird. It's super weird. I think they basically break up, but I'm not sure. Um, It's not not clear on that. Um, But anyway. Whole thing skeeves me out. I told you you're not going to like John McAfee. Um,
0: I don't like basically anyone in this story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's not a whole lot of heroes here. No. Uh, So he sets her up in a place, the town of Carmelita down the road. Carmelita is a really poor town. Its major industry seems to be selling sand, like literally sand from along the river. They sell it for like construction and stuff. That's like all they got. Amy convinces John that the town is actually full of narco traffic, that it's actually like a hotbed for like a transit line for drugs into the United States, right? Okay. And at one point, someone like fires off a gun outside her house and she thinks she's being intimidated by somebody.
0: So she's potentially got some like paranoia and stuff going on too. Right.
1: John's response to this is to go vigilante. This is like an even like an even weirder turn in the middle of his story. He like shows up at the home of like like the guy that had the gun and like threatens the family to turn <laughs> over the gun. He like shows up like John Wayne and like
0: or John Wick. Yeah i mean if there was a dog it'd be john Mike.
1: yeah probably actually he does have dogs like we'll get into that too but he goes i'm in it for the puppies that's all i'm saying oh don't be in it for the puppies oh
0: i'm sorry but i already am it's gonna end horribly yep <laughs> it always does
1: so he rolls into town he starts like you know like basically rolls in like a cowboy like he's gonna clean up the town and the whole town is like what the fuck like, who's this guy? Okay, white guy. Who's this, Who's this? like, rich dude that, like, is, like, showing up telling everyone how they're going to do everything? Um, uh,
0: Did you not know <laughs> that we make our money by selling sand? Like, <laughs> right. what are you going to do here?
1: There never is any concrete evidence that this town has anything to do with, like, narcotics trafficking. Mm-hmm. John is convinced. He says, you know, like, 99% of crimes go unreported because, you know, it's, like, a very, like, serious cartel thing. So, you know, that's why you wouldn't know if it was.
0: Meanwhile, the cartel is like, oh, yeah, we're serious, but we're not fucking with that place. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> um, so, basically, between having a lab on his property and being a cowboy in his spare time and having armed guards around, some of whom actually are tied to organized crime, but they're the, you know, the most effective guys you could find. And an underage girlfriend. And an underage girlfriend. Um, eventually, his house gets raided, right? The the police, you know, like, sw- sweep in on him. Uh, at one point, like, uh, the, what they're looking for is methamphetamines. They mm-hmm. think he's manufacturing methamphetamines mm. on his property. Again, remember, he's got that big lab. Makes so, sense. Um uh, at one point, like, a dog comes charging at the cops. He's got, like, more than one dog. One of them comes charging at the cops. Cops shoot it dead right there. Mm. And he's screaming, what the fuck? That's my dog. And, like, obviously it's, like, a whole nightmare, right? Yeah. Gets detained. They search the property. No trace of methamphetamines. They're never able to convict him on anything. And you would think if it was the case, they absolutely would, right? Like, yeah. They, they, they surprised him. Um. So... He's already kind of, at this point after all this, feeling a little bit unsafe, right? hmm Fe- Feeling a little paranoid. Like, after your entire compound gets raided, you don't really feel safe there anymore. Yeah. This is where it takes one more bizarre turn. And this is, like, the thing that made everyone, you know, who wasn't already following John McAfee a few years ago. Is go.
0: this the new thing?
1: No. The new thing is a little bit of a footnote at the end of all this. Okay. It's just the thing that made me think <laughs> of him, you know, to look into his story anyway. Um, a couple of years later, end of 2012, one of his neighbors turns up dead. Hmm. The guy is like a British expat or something like that. hmm And um, he, you know, turns up like face down in a pool of blood and mm-hmm. John is the primary suspect. Hmm. Um. He doesn't know this when they start to go after him, though, because apparently he's walking down the beach one day and he hears these, apparently everyone in Belize, I didn't know this, no one drives cars. They all drive like these like buggies. Well, oh, okay. Little That's buggies. like
0: scooters or something.
1: <clears throat> yeah, like uh, and, and they, like the police ones have a, a like distinct roar to them or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he hears this and freaks out. He just like knows they're after him, right? hmm Turns out he's right. And goes to evade capture, like he runs off and uh, he he hides in a bush on someone's <laughs> patio. Like, like on this their, image. What's that? Like this image. Yeah, he's like, he's hiding behind someone's bush, like Man on their who property. Who owns
0: own compound with armed security <laughs> hides in bush in front of neighbor's property. <laughs> it's
1: just in like making himself into a triangle shape. <laughs> um, you can't see me. The thing is, while he's hiding...
0: I'm a bush. Have you seen that meme? <laughs> yes, if I'm not a <laughs> I'm bush. I'm a shrub. It's a shrub. I
1: thought it was a bush. Sh-
0: I th- I think it's shrub.
1: If I'm not a bush, I'm not no wood. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy so much.
0: Know your memes.
1: mm mm-hmm. uh, So he's hiding behind this bush, and he can't see the police, but he, like he just feels like he's surrounded. So he stays there really still for a really long time. Then he hears one of them cough, and he's like, Oh, shit, because they're right above him. He spends all night hiding behind this bush, waiting. Eventually, in the morning, they all give up and, like, disperse. He finds his way back to the compound or whatever. Um, They almost had him. Uh, He flees to Guatemala. Among other things, there's some steps in between, but essentially finds his way to Guatemala. He knows that he's a person of interest in this guy's death.
2: Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's worth noting that John and this neighbor had serious disputes about his dogs. Okay. His dogs were like, 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 uh.
0: It sounds like he maybe just like had a bunch and let them do what they wanted.
1: He had a lot of dogs. They barked a lot. It drove this one guy crazy. And right before, right before the guy turned up dead, someone poisoned all of John's dogs.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: And it was apparently really, really awful. He had to, like, put them all down. Mm. Like five dogs. Oh, God. Um, It's also worth noting that. In so it
0: is a John Wick situation.
1: <laughs> you know what? Why did I catch that earlier? <laughs> it literally is a John Wick situation.
0: I haven't even seen the movie and I know it's a John Wick
1: situation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You know what? I feel like such an idiot. That I didn't catch that. But yes, you're right. It's a John Wick situation. They messed with his dog. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, it, uh, the the, uh, the writer of the Wired profile had said that in an interview with a- Amy M. Schwiller, she had made a remark, something to do with dogs, of saying, you know, like, if you mess with my dogs, that's it. You're done.
0: Okay.
1: A- and the implication, I think, that was made... By saying that in the profile, is that
0: it was her that it's very retaliated?
1: Possible. Yeah, I don't know that that's the case, and I don't know if it's possible. John said something off the record mm-hmm. that maybe made the reporter write that into the story.
0: Not, not to accuse her of doing anything, but from your description of her, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: I wouldn't put it, put it past her based wouldn't, on what I read.
0: Wouldn't put in past her. I wouldn't
1: put in past <laughs> her. Wouldn't put in past her. I wouldn't put in past her. <laughs> <one minute>.
0: Ricky Ticky tabby
1: <laughs> God damn it. Now I'm doing it. Rin Tintin. Rin Um I wouldn't. No, I certainly wouldn't put it past her. I can't even say that with a straight face Wouldn't
0: put in past her.
1: Wouldn't put in past
0: why well, does it sound like the I, sweetest I, chef? I don't
1: put the bird and the bird bur, bur, bur. Wooden burden poster. I think it's possible she did it. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but anyway.
0: Not accusing her. It's possible. It's possible.
1: So catching up. All this happened and then John, you know, fled. Mm-hmm. Um he uh is in Guatemala at a detention center and has two heart attacks that prevent him from being extradited to back to Belize. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Right. It just so happens that that buys him enough time for his petition to be approved and to be extradited to the United States. So some people think the heart attacks were fake Mm
2: -hmm.
1: to buy him the time to, instead of being forced to go back to Belize, to actually end up in the United States. Mm -hmm. Once he ends up in the United States, he's home free. That's it.
0: They won't extradite to Belize?
1: He was not extradited to Belize. He won't be. Hmm. He will never have I, to face up to this so long as he I doesn't guess I, leave. I
0: I don't know our policy on yeah. that. Like, I know there are some countries that won't extradite back here. Yeah. But I am not aware of, like... What our policy is with other countries. I'm not
1: sure how it usually works, you mm-hmm. know, but it's, I think it, you, you would have to make a really compelling argument to get the United States to extradite someone to another country.
0: I feel like there are cases in which we have. Sure. But it's it like, probably you know, has to be more evidence.
1: So, First of all, the person you kill has to be pretty important, I imagine.
0: Possibly. You know, just to start. Or just like a really
1: horrible, yeah,
0: like very big.
1: Has to be compelling, yeah. But it seems very. I don't know if anyone
0: has any details about this. (laughs) As isn't just wild speculation about shit we don't know. Let us know.
1: It does not happen very often that Americans. Which basically is the tagline of this show. Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) Wild speculation about (laughs) shit we don't know.
1: (laughs) Let's just change the name.
0: Little bit of research, lots of speculation.
1: So the conclusion of this story here. I'm just wrapping this all up because that's basically the end of the big picture on John McAfee.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I wrote, there is a whole lot of batshit stuff that happened in Belize. I didn't even include here. And there's probably more that we don't know. Right. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I didn't mention earlier at the time of the police raid, he had five girlfriends living on his compound in different bungalows. Mm. All of them seemed to be between their late teens to early 20s. Mm.
0: yeah, you can't at that point,
1: that's a big detail.
0: You can't make excuses and be like, well, right. this was an impassioned plea from this young girl and I totally fell for her. uh yeah. what about the other five?
1: Yeah what, what about the other t- five times you fell in love with questionably young women? Yeah, right? I think I got I got the sense that he had a, a sort of a savior complex going on.
0: I totally think that. You know, I, I totally think there's something there
1: between the power of owning all of this private you know, land that you are the king of and some of the demons that I think probably exist in his head. Mm-hmm. I can see savior complex co- combined with just sort of whatever eroticism exists around the situation. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, <clears throat> I think he developed a lot of that there. I think that, you know, the whole thing of confronting yourself in the jungle, I think that's what he found out. I think he yeah. came to see that, the, you know, like that's, that was something that was there. Um, I I wrote the weirdest part of this to me is that, you know, he got to come back to a millionaire's life in the US Yeah, and just live normal and is like still like basically just living just as an ordinary dude with a lot of money in the United States. I mean, he so he he moved to Lexington, Tennessee. <laughs> he got Of course. He got married in 2013.
0: Oh
1: uh, Jesus. He even ran for president? Poor a woman. He did. He did. He ran for president in 20 for the 2016 election. Oh man. Um, as the candidate of a new political party called the Cyber Party, which sounds fun. The Cyber Party.
0: No cybering. <laughs> don't cyber me, John McAfee. <laughs> don't don't hashtag don't, cyber. don't cyber me. Don't cyber.
1: Um he you know, failing to, you know, move anywhere on that. He even, you know, sought the Libertarian Party nomination. <clears> he <throat> was kind of in like in the running. How did I not hear about this? I don't know. I didn't know this. Um lost it obviously we were, to Gary Johnson, but we were distracted by Yeah. Bigger things There was a lot going on <laughs> Let's just say There was a lot going there on There
0: was only room in the race For one ridiculous millionaire Yeah
1: right Um. So Basically he's Back at the end He's he's claiming he's going to run in 2020 Again Also on the cyber party plank Or uh, the cyber party uh, As candidate for the cyber, cyber party Not going to vote but, for him You know
0: me I either. don't vote for people who sleep with underaged women.
1: I don't know. I mean, it seems like most of America did. Am I right? You know what I'm talking about? The I President didn't. <laughs> of, uh, I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, he's, yeah, so apparently right now his big thing is cryptocurrency. Like his platform is like, we got to all use cryptocurrency because that's the thing, right? Oh, God. Um, And it's the perfect venue for a really paranoid guy. Mhm. You know, to talk Who've about Who made his
0: money in technology and make right. it be like I know what I'm talking about?
1: Um <clears throat> this week he was back in the news. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I thought to even talk about him was because he he spent 2 days unconscious in the hospital this week.
0: Oh jeez. And he
1: claims that he was poisoned. Someone tampered with his food and he was poisoned. And while that might not be true, it really could be as well. Yeah. Right?
0: yeah my first thought is like probably not true but then my second thought is like yeah but like he's had a lot of shit happen and he is fairly high profile so who fucking knows
1: people get poisoned you know and people who murder people and get away with it are a target for poisoning
0: McAfee, baby, not, not just that... don't eat a Chipotle, McAfee.
1: <laughs> not that I'm saying he murdered anyone. I'm just saying he right. was suspected around that murder, uh, you know, as involved. And that's enough to make someone want to do something like that.
0: You know they've had an E. coli problem. <laughs> just don't eat I'm No one's poisoning you, baby.
1: Darling, what are you doing? There's a Del Taco down the road. What are you thinking? Oh,
0: man, I want to try Del Taco.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That's, let's end That's the episode on that. Well, <laughs> um,
1: uh, la- last point here I want to make about John Aww, McAfee. Oh, it's
0: not Del Taco.
1: It's nothing to do with Del Taco. Um, ultimately, I think what's odd about him is how much sense it makes. Like, what is odd about John McAfee is how easy I can see it being to go from being like a guy who made millions off of, like, essentially paranoia... Mm -hmm. proven out paranoia but paranoia and then sells it all goes somewhere you know with all that money to a protected place where he could do whatever he wants i could it's just so easy to see how it all happened yeah i think that might be the weirdest part to me it
0: does seem like a natural
1: progression of things and it's
0: ridiculous but natural
1: yeah crazy but like I can follow it, and I'm surprised it doesn't happen exactly this way more right. often.
0: Well, it's like a perfect storm of, yeah. like, crappy childhood, intelligent per someone intelligent person, mm-hmm. the right skills, the right knowledge, make a bunch of money, mm-hmm. go off the goddamn rails.
1: Yeah. Now, couple that with the fact that he's a guy who was never, ever <clears throat> going to just retire. Yeah. So all this stuff with the laboratory makes sense. You know, like he had another business I didn't even mention. It was like a water taxi service of some kind bringing mm-hmm. water to people. It's just you can totally see how it happens. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often that people pull their own personal scarface in the jungle. <laughs> you I know? think
0: I think ridiculous stuff like this probably does happen mm-hmm. fairly often. Maybe. But uh it's people silence and money.
1: Yeah. You right. know,
0: it's like if you have the money to do this crazy shit, you probably have people, silence, and money. Mm-hmm. And if you Be- don't do a...
1: People, silence, and money.
0: <laughs> if you don't do a Wired article interview, you know.
1: People, silence, and money, or as I like to call it, hushbucks. <laughs> hushbucks. 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 Tra- uh, it was the Goose working Chase.
0: title of Starbucks.
1: <laughs> hushbucks. Copyright 2018 Goose Chase.
0: And the logo was like Hush Puppies, like the old cartoon character, but they had boobs and everyone thought it was real weird. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Because the Starbucks logo was that mermaid. Does she have have boobs? I think the original one. She's got some boobies.
1: (laughs) Well, we're going to have to look into that.
0: I'm looking it up right now.
1: Uh, Yeah. My final bullet point on this is just that I don't think John McAfee, I don't think you're done hearing from him. I really don't think this is a guy who could just chill out somewhere. I don't
0: think he's capable
1: of just, of just like hiding. It. No. Yeah. Right. I don't think so either. I mean, he pops He up went all the to
0: Belize to get away from it all and ended up being accused of murder. Right. So Which, again, I think that's a sign.
1: I want to make it very clear because we're talking about a person. I actually don't think he did it. But even if I did think he did it, I wouldn't say that, I, that he did. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Well, that clears it right up.
1: Yeah. But I, I wouldn't say that he did it like a definite thing, right? Um, but no, yeah, I don't I actually don't think he did it, but I think someone around him might have been involved with it.
0: I mean, someone did it.
1: Yeah, someone, someone did it. That's true.
0: Yes. Something has
1: happened. Something
0: has happened.
1: Um. So yeah, that's it. That's John McAfee in a nutshell. I told you, you're not gonna like John McAfee. And I'm not, I don't either, but I feel like I understand something about him. Like, I can, I can understand some of the damage that put him in the places he was and did some of the things he did.
0: I feel like I understand in, to the extent I can, like, as an outside observer going, I could see why the things that happened to him, like, the things that that in influences personality you know how things led to what they led to right It's not out of like the realm of
1: reality at all right. <clears throat> so what I'm trying to say is John McAfee for president 2020. <laughs> no uh, no no definitely not. but yeah that's it here here's the original Starbucks logo.
0: She's got some <laughs> little
1: boobies. That's true she's got some little boobies <laughs> and two tails. Yeah. It's like it looks more like a sort of like a Greek sculpture than like the sort of iconic line art woman that it has become. Yeah. It looks more like just a like an actual statue. Yeah. And she got a little okay. little bell bell too. She little got a little, little bell belly. Bell. A little bell bell.
0: Yeah. So Oh, you know what? In the revised logo, she does have two tails. It's just kinda cut off, so you can't yeah. tell that she's holding her tail. Okay. This is fascinating. <laughs>
1: so in conclusion to this story about Sponsored John by McAfee, Starbucks. <laughs> In conclusion to this story about John McAfee, the Starbucks lady had boobs once. Yes. And that's it.
0: <laughs> You're welcome for that.
1: So yeah, that's it. That's all I got.
0: Uh, that was very interesting.
1: Crazy, right? Yeah. Like a very strange life. I will say one last thing. They're making a movie. Um,
0: I was gonna say, I expect a movie. Who okay. do you think?
1: Who do you think's gonna play him? I'll let you
0: guess. <clears throat> Bradley Cooper.
1: No. Uh, think think an actor currently in the hot seat who might want to play someone crazy, rich, and insane.
0: There's just too many.
1: <laughs> Johnny Depp. Oh. Uh, yep. So I'm. I'm gonna sick feel real of bad hearing about him. <laughs> I'm feel, I know. I'm gonna feel real bad not watching this movie.
0: Let's pirate it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it makes so much sense to me. Why to would you, pirate it? Why, no, why wouldn't you cast Johnny Depp as John McAfee in this crazy course. thing? Of course. Like, it makes perfect sense.
0: Of course. Because um. he basically is John
1: McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, with less access to, like, guns and, uh, you know. Oh, uh,
0: you think Johnny Depp couldn't get guns if I he wanted them? I suppose I mean them?
1: hired guns.
0: You think Johnny Depp couldn't get hired guns if he wants yeah, them? you're right.
1: What am I talking about?
0: He's got people, silence, and money.
1: The uh, the the recent uh, profile on him by Vice made him look like a real sad loser, uh, surrounded by everyone who is paid to be around him.
0: Sycophants.
1: Yeah, seems real sad actually.
0: I haven't read that, but I kind of want
1: to. Yeah, I, I didn't read the whole thing, but I read someone talking about that thing, and I <laughs> liked what they thought they read. <laughs>
0: The internet in a nutshell. <laughs> Tell me what opinion to have, internet.
1: And I hope you all liked what you heard about what I think I thought I read. This about has been, John McAfee. This has been another episode of
0: Goosebumps. Yeah, Girls. why am I even like... <laughs> railing against the internet and that (laughs) culture that's what we're fucking that's that's exactly what we're doing we're reading wikipedia and telling people what we feel about it you're
1: hearing what we think we thought we read and we'd like to hear what you thought about what you think we we that you know that thing oh don't bail on it now we'd like to know I'm sorry we'd like to know what you think about we thought what we thought we read what you heard that we thought we read yeah that drop us an email (laughs) <laughs> at GoosechasePodcast at gmail.com dot uh, hit us up on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Your your thoughts on uh, either this episode or possible topics for future episodes. Yeah. Drop us a line. Give us some topics. We love we love you, baby. Baby, <laughs> we love you, darling. Ya. Send us a letter. Um, we, I know this is weird. Let's just end this thing. Don't
0: eat Chipotle. <laughs>
1: don't eat Chipotle. This is no, I'm going
0: to get sued by Chipotle. Yeah, probably. Chipotle's probably fine.
1: It's, it's, it's probably. It's probably it's, okay. It's, it's okay. It's,
0: you know, it's, it's fine, it's I guess. What, it's
1: whatever, you know. Their
0: queso's not that great, though.
1: Shut up don't, and eat it.
0: Maybe don't get the queso, but everything else, it's probably fine. It's fine. My eyes twitching.
1: All right. Let's, let's call go. this episode. <laughs> Thank you once again for listening. This has been another episode of Goose Chase. Goose Chase. We will see you not this week.
0: Oh, yes. We're
1: going to have a week off. We will see you the week after with a follow-up to a, re, a, 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 a I, I don't adventure. even know. If, yeah, I have an adventure and I'm going to be about it. Dave is going on
0: official it. Goose Chase business. Yes. I am not going with him.
1: No. Because so I, I can't. I will be, be, be reporting on this in two weeks when we come back with a new episode of Goose Chase. Yes. Thanks for listening. Uh, bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Uh, You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase podcasts on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at GooseChasePod. And our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com.
1: If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play.
0: Want to go on a goose chase?
1: Ooh, yes.